This episode of That's Total Mom Sense is sponsored by Sambacall. Fall is upon us, and you know what that means. Cooler weather, layers, and of course, the kids heading back to school. Have you checked off all the items on your never-ending list? New clothes, notebooks, pencils, brand new backpack. The kids want it all. But have you thought about how to keep them healthy when they're heading back to school? That's where Sambacall comes in. My kids and I recently started taking Sambacall every day to help support our immune systems so we can keep doing what we need to do. Sambacol is made from premium European black elderberries, which are natural sources of powerful antioxidants and key vitamins like A, C, and E. They help support a healthy immune system and help you power through your day. What's so great about Sambacol is that they have tons of different ways to get your daily helping of black elderberry, like syrups, gummies, chewable tablets, drink powders, capsules, and more. They have products made just for kids, too. My three kids love the Sambacol Black Elderberry Gummies. They love the flavor and remind me to give it to them when we're rushing out the door during drop-off. Make a healthy immune system part of your back-to-school strategy this year with Sambacol. My listeners can receive 15% off their next order of $9.99 or more at SambacolUSA.com by using my promo code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. That's 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at Sambacol, spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-USA.com. And remember, use code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. And here's a pro tip. Save the promo code and the website address in your notes app. I know you're busy, too busy to remember this promo code and sort through the episodes to find it. So it's MOMSENSE15 and the website is SambucolUSA.com. This episode has been brought to you by Lunia and Lago. Whether you're waking up at night or just calling it a night, Lunia is your daily reminder to find beauty in the everyday. Lunia's mission is to elevate rest ever since it was founded in 2014 by Los Angeles native Ashley Merrill. Known for pioneering washable silk and cashmere, they've expanded into other signature fabrics like organic Pima and cozy cotton silk. Everything Lunia makes is designed to tangibly improve rest with products as functional as they are beautiful, sleepwear with patented no-twist waistbands, strategic ventilation, stay-put sleeves, and state-of-the-art fabrics are just some of the rest-centric innovations that are at the foundation of the brand. I love the short robe. It's a robe reimagined. It's constructed of the most buttery fabric, organic Pima, and it feels super soft to the touch and it's cooling too. When I'm just looking for some time to wind down at night or if I don't have to get ready till after my workout, I live in this robe and it's a very flattering silhouette. So if I have to wear it out to a drop off, no one's ever going to know. Use my special code MOMSENSE20 to receive receive $20 off your first order of $100 or more at lunia.co. That's what a mom sense is a show that is informative, engaging, and inclusive. So it makes perfect sense to not discount the dads in our audience. Here to shed light on a father's perspective is my co-host, Michael Perry, founder of Maple, a parenting app with a mission to create a support system for families so the days are manageable, daily tasks are checked off, and there's harmony in your household. 
Michael is a trailblazer in tech and is a loving husband and devoted father to his two boys. Together, we bring you a special monthly series called What Matters Most with Mabel. When I became a dad, I wondered where my dad groups at. I made it my life mission to provide parents with the support they needed to best take care of their families and want to make sure all perspectives in the parental experience are equal and fair. So moms, dads, and everyone in your village, be sure to tune in to What Matters Most with Maple on That Total Mom Sense each month. We've got got you. So now storytelling as a paradigm has changed and you can in fact listen to kids short stories as a podcast and this one is hosted by Mr. Jim and we have Jim Jacob on the show with us today. He lives just outside Charlotte in South Carolina with his wife and his three boys. They are a homeschooling adventure venture-seeking family that is often found on hikes in the forest, catching lizards or making awesome castles on the beach. Jim has one of the largest podcast audiences for kids content in audio, which led to him signing a podcast deal with iHeart Podcasts in 2021. Jim, welcome to What Matters Most with Maple. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Mr. Yes. Jim, the man, biggest, <laughs> one of the largest audience on iHeartRadio. I didn't know we were having a celebrity here today. I should get my digital autograph book out. That's big time. <laughs> yes. And and you know what? And it's for the most fickle consumer, kids. Oh, yeah. I gotta get my, I'm going to queue up that DocuSign and send it over right here in Zoom and <laughs> get, right. that, get that signature. Send it over. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's it's good to hang out. I know this has been a, a little ways in the works, but I'm I'm glad we can finally spend some time together and chat. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us your, your backstory. You know, what was Jim like as a kid and how did like stories kind of impact you at that age? So much so that, you know, that's what you're building and what I working now. on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was not in the plan going back to childhood and just like how the, the topic of story resonates. I can clearly remember in junior high, I was targeted and made fun of for my storytelling. So I was, I was known as this bad storyteller that my stories would go on and on. You know, if I was just telling someone of, you know, something that happened yesterday, they would just go on and on and on with with all these details. And so people just made fun of me for that. It shut me down. No one likes to be bullied and made fun of. and, And so I just, I stopped, like I would avoid talking to avoid those moments of where I know I don't know how to tell a story, how people want to hear it without me being made fun of. That stuck with me for a long time, like years and years and years. I I was never a good reader, borderline dyslexic, hated reading out loud. Like the relationship with me and stories has never been like a pretty one. My mom was a creative writer. And so she taught me a lot of like creative writing basics and, and things that definitely are influencing and stuck with me now. Fast forward a decade <laughs> or two or whatever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was traveling a lot for work a couple of years ago. So this is 2019. I was traveling, mm-hmm. uh, worked for a pharmaceutical medical company as an engineer and just traveling a lot. I was missing a lot of bedtimes. My boys were two, four and six at the time. And my wife <clears throat> said like, hey, like they, the boys really miss your bedtime stories. Like, could you record some and send them to me? 
And so just on my, on my phone, I made a voice memo and recorded a couple stories and texted my wife that voice memo and just got lost in the text thread of, you know, our conversations. And so like, that just wasn't a good way to do it. And she was calling me, I was having like a dinner at a restaurant and I would sneak away and, you know, make up a story on the spot. And we're like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And so how about we just house them as a podcast? And so it just became this thing for my kids um, where I would just record, like I, I Googled, how do I make a podcast for my phone? And Anchor popped up. Anchor was the solution. And I was like, great. Like, this is awesome. This is a super easy way for me to record and then house these episodes somewhere. That was it. And so maybe a month into that of, I might've done 10 stories. I started seeing like people were listening and leaving reviews. I was like, <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> and uh, they were like, Hey, my daughter loves your stories. Her name's Sophie. She loves unicorns and rainbows or, or whatever. Could you make a story for her? I was like, what? Oh, sweet. Sure. You're giving me all the creative hooks that I need to make a story for my kids. Yeah. I started in October of 2019, right before the pandemic. I think I got lucky on that timing as March and April came around and, you know, all these kids are at home. I leaned into it. I was like, Hey, like there's going to be a lot of kids that are just at home, like with nothing to do. Like I should do more stories. I started doing like maybe two or three a week. And I was comparing uh, podcast numbers to like YouTube numbers. And so I did not think of this as successful when I was having a hundred thousand downloads a month. It was not on my wildest radar, like this becoming a thing. And so that summer parents were sending me a lot of money to guarantee that their kid's story got picked. And that kind of got my attention of like, wait a second, this is, this seems special or strange in some way. And, and so I just started leaning into it in a little more intentional way. And that's, that's how the podcast then grew from there. And it now does about a million downloads a month. My goal for a while, and I'm now there, is to have 30 minutes of original new audio stories every day that kids can listen to on the way to and from school, um, like in the car or um, getting ready for bed. There's so many listeners that this is now a part of their family culture. And they, I get these messages all the time where they say, Mr. Jim, you've been a part of our family for 12 months, or you've been a part of our family for two years or whatever. They feel like this is a, a part of their family experience. And I say, show me a YouTube channel that has that kind of relationship sure. with parents and a family. Totally. No, I'm, I'm a hundred percent about it. It makes me a, which I think has been a cultural shift that's been lost. But I think that yeah. when the radio first came out and you thought about families sitting down after dinner, there was no TV and turning on like AM basically. And like yeah. listening to like a sports game or like listening to just like classical music on AM radio, the, there is certainly a surge of that kind of coming back, which I, I think you rightfully should feel super excited about. And I think that it's fair to say that we're both very excited for you and the opportunities ahead. Like yeah. I get asked a lot, like, how do you spit out that much content? Like you're going to run out of ideas. I'm like, no, look at, look at what the kids send me. Like it's the wildest things that I never would have thought of. So it's, so, it's eternal. So their kids are writing in and they're saying, you know, I want a vegetarian T-Rex and, and write a story yeah, so line around yeah, that. It's, or? It, yeah. It's, it's oh, usually wow. about three or four sentences. 
it's, you know, it's not a, a script, right. but it's, it's three or four sentences that I, I believe that one was a vegetarian T-Rex that eats cotton candy for the first time. Like it was, and something like it hurts his tummy. Like he, he doesn't like it. And I don't know, it, it was some negative against sugar. Why the name Mr. Jim? In my day camp days, when I was a counselor in these different yeah. scenarios, like that's, that's what, what they, call they, they called me Mr. Jim. And so kind of the other reference, Mr. Rogers, I just, I, was gonna I, say, I yeah. loved growing up and watching Mr. Rogers. I feel like today that character doesn't exist in right. media. And that's, that's what I'm going for. That's great. Right. And, and, and I like that. See, they can still like, we see you face to face, but a child can still put their own face to your voice. Oh, yeah. um, Cause we have Lippy and we can watch Lippy videos but Mr. Jim can look like whatever you want him to look like, you know, yeah. and that's that's so cool. That's like another magic in this, um, you know, audio yeah, we're going to we're going to expand to other languages that will not be my voice. But it it's just finding the right Perfect. talent to convey yeah. that same character. I'm curious, though, because when I saw Mr. Jim and now I'm hearing this, I immediately went to Mr. Rogers. Yep. Um, my son obviously has watched Blippi, which is kind of like Pee Wee Harmon 2.0. One of the things that as someone who did watch Mr. Rogers, like many children did, was that Mr. Rogers was willing to address and talk about very sensitive social issues. Have you ever thought about uh, incorporating life lessons or social issues into the creative narrative of your stories, given that so many parents who are probably listening to this, myself included as small children, barely even understand how to breach the subject of gun violence at, at school, right? And so oftentimes parents outsource these things to Mr. Rogers. They outsource these things to trusted sources of, I'm not gonna say entertainment, but tr trusted sources of personalities like Sesame Street to have these hard questions with. How do you look at bringing that kind of content into your, um, into your material? It's no longer just me. There's my best friend, Luke, and his wife, Chelsea, that are part of helping write out the, on the animal side of the shows and my wife's very involved. And so the four of us, it's kind of like a wee thing now. And so one of our core values is the family empowering parents to one be included in their kids. Imagination is something I'm really interested in. I mentioned we have this spy world that HQ sends spies out to save the world in different ways and so we're, we're starting to have communications kind of sent from HQ to the parent and the, and the parent is the mouthpiece of HQ to the kids. Oh, cool. I don't like content that has the parents of the dumb, stupid ones in the back corner. Right. I see things differently. And so in the same way that we do that with communication of spy stuff, that's how we're going to handle things like this. There are all kinds of perspectives on issues and things going on in the world today that's, you know, we're all very polarized and sensitive to our own, our own beliefs. When the opportunity comes up to, for these things to be talked about, our communication to parents is meant to equip them with, hey, this conversation that's, that's come up right now with gun violence here's some questions for you to consider and, and talk through with your kids. And we want you to have the conversation. I think my job is to help in the kid's imagination, help support your kid to have a deeper connection with you, to trust you. Totally. Totally. 
that path makes sense. I, I was just wondering how, yeah, in playing in that world, being a cultural staple, because yeah. I, I do think that it's fascinating. And most people would say that Sesame Street has been a cultural staple of their home, right? And Sesame Street touches on a lot of very sensitive subjects over the last 50 years. Part of your own mission, it sounds like you've thought through some of these things, but is understanding how to embrace these challenging situations and, yeah. and, and making it a positive moment for homes. Yeah, we're, we're still learning. We're, we're trying to figure out. Yeah, uh, how, you're only two years in. Yeah, we're, we're babies. Yeah, you're babies too. Um, so <laughs> yeah. what, what, do you, what do your sons think? Your, maybe even most specifically your eldest, who's probably most aware. Um, what do they think about dad's kind of newfound fame of being the voice of millions of homes? They think it's pretty cool. This is our family culture. Like every night going to bed or even in the car, but every night going to bed, we listen to these stories. And so they, they re, so I'm where I'm at right now, my office is like across the street from my house. And so I, I go to work, I record stories. My eight-year-old was just here packing envelopes with me today. So we, we send out some, some stuff in the mail to kids. It is, it is so cool that at least right now I'm in this window for the next couple of years where everything I'm doing yeah, is well, very yeah. uh, relevant to them. And that is like, yeah. it's so cool. I, I love that. My, my six-year-old, he's my critic of if a story hits well, he's the one that I know that like, Ooh, that one was a good one. Cause he laughs and he's like super yeah. engaged with, with the stories. And he's, he's my metric of like, if yeah. I did well or not. <laughs> yeah, That's fascinating. When your sons are teenagers or, you know, 13 years of age or preteens and their contents and interests change, do you see yourself laddering up into that? Or do you see yourself expanding your brand to support that? I'm just super curious as a dad and as an yeah. entrepreneur, how do you, how do you envision that kind of being a part of their journey of life? Part of the secret sauce to how I feel so in tune to four to eight year olds right now is because I'm dad to a four and eight year old. I'm four in that world yeah. every day. <laughs> the newest show spyology squad, which came out two months ago, that is a little older skewing. It's the way I'm telling the stories or the topics are a little older. They're more yeah. like six to 10. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think in time, like the content might adapt and grow and maybe we'll bring on more talent or bring on other ideas to be able to expand the audience. But I want to stay in tune with the ages. I, I believe as a parent, our, one of our big jobs is uh, to, to earn the trust of my kids. Many might say, no, your kids should trust you. They're expected to trust and respect you. And I've had this shift recently where I feel like it's, it's my job as the parent to earn their trust, to do things to, to help them feel safe, to help them feel heard. The home where kids are is the most impactful part of their life in shaping them in big picture, not just dealing through the day-to-day -day struggles of life. Like there's lots of the hard conversations to have along the way, but big picture, like zoom out. Like I think the the family at home, like whatever that looks like for that kid, like that's the most important part. And so for now, I'm, I'm just trying to make that relationship with them strong so that we can test the time of, of the challenging 
stuff that will happen over the next five to 10 years. Would you light my candle? I just love the musical Rent. And you know what else I love? Winding down by lighting my Brooklyn candle after a long day as I curl up with an inspiring book or journal in my notepad. My favorite scents are Santorini Escapist, which reminds me of my honeymoon to Greece, and Midnight Mojito, my favorite cocktail. Brooklyn Candle Studio was founded by Tamara Main in 2013. The candles are handmade in Brooklyn and check a lot of boxes. 100% soy wax, plant-based, and sustainable, and free of toxins like phthalates, parabens, sulfates, petroleum, and dyes. All the vessels can be reused and repurposed, and the company limits the use of plastic with none during shipping. It's a luxury home fragrance at an accessible price point, with the majority of the products ranging from just $18 to $40. Use my code MOMSENSE20 to receive 20% off your first purchase. So after the entire family's asleep, go ahead and light a candle to transport yourself to Maui or Kyoto and indulge in other products like room mist, diffusers, and bath bars. Good night. So coming from your, back to your childhood of being um, dyslexic, how, with your show, you're helping kids who are differently wired in that way yeah. and connecting with them. So how's the response been there, especially from, from the parents and the feedback around that? We get a lot of messages from parents that their kids are dyslexic or struggling with reading or comprehension. That's another one of those secret powers of audio stories where kids can still participate in in the story of like reading a book where you're using your imagination and that that world comes alive in your mind. Like that's that's what this is. And so there's there's plenty of research to back that audio stories help that comprehension level in a kid keep growing as yeah. as their reading ability might take a little longer to get to that point uh so we homeschool our our boys and you know one of them is dyslexic and so we're working through that and another one has a a reading thing and we adopted one of ours and so we we have this whole mix of different experiences and things, you know, every, every parent, like you don't know what, <laughs> what kid's going to come out and <laughs> the, the challenges ahead. But anyway, audio stories, it really brings everyone together, but it's, there's a, a special connection with, with the kids that have a harder time reading. I love that. Love and I think in order to foster a love for learning, the hallmark is fostering a love for reading. Um, it's not the phonics and the sight words and, you know, all the families that they're learning, the ad family. It's, again, something that sparks their imagination. You know, we can go through kind of the rudimentary building blocks of reading with them. But bedtime stories is all fun. You know, we, we yeah. go to the library, we pick out books of what interests them. And my youngest is, you know, he's like our resident paleontologist. He's the one who loves the dinosaur <laughs> stories. And yeah. he'll tell you, like, he just, he, I mean, he can go through dinosaurs A to Z. There's Z is for Zunisaurus. I'm learning so much from the kid. Yeah, um, yeah. amazing. <laughs> he's a great house tutor. Yeah, That's, yeah. He, become like, an expert in whatever your kid loves. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's just so nice to see this fervent, like, interest in something. And so for, for him, it's that. And, you know, the fact that you... You have um, so many different topics to, to to like engage children on what their interests are is 
is also really brilliant. I'm yeah. a firm believer in learning through story. I think yeah. kids connect so well with the concept of story, like who doesn't? And so like bringing that into the classroom is, is what we want to be a part of. Like we're all the kids, animal stories, episodes have activities that we make for teachers to bring into the classroom, to listen to a fun story about an octopus, that they're learning some stuff along the way that can translate into an activity that they do. And even like at home, like we've tried, Jocelyn and I, my wife, we've tried to give our kids even story prompts of when they're like, I'm bored. Like, what do I do? Like, instead of saying, go play with your cars, like all those toys up there, go play with them. No, like give them a prompt of a story of like, all right, why don't you go build a city and have dinosaurs take it over or something? That's so cool. It it gives them a chance to have their imagination, like take it from there. I think as a society, you know, sitting around a campfire or sitting around a dinner table and sharing stories and sharing life is sadly becoming such a lost art. You know, I can't even think my wife and I have entirely given up outside of like a very rare emergency situation of allowing our kids to bring an iPad anywhere. Yeah. Like we don't do iPads at the dinner table anymore. We, we had a moment where we kind of gave into it yeah. and realized this is not positive. We equally do not get on our phones in front of our kids mm-hmm. at dinner. And we're equally trying to ask questions. Yeah. How was your day? What did you learn today? Who did you play with? What was exciting? And 95% of the time, it, I think my son's making it up, but uh, it's equally exciting to hear him use his own imagination, tell us stories about the day. Uh, you know, I, again, I cited Tones, I guess, or Tonesy or whatever that, that company is called, because we, we equally have tried to get away from TV. It's like we put on a Paw Patrol story. My son likes Paw Patrol. or put on a Mickey Mouse story. And like just to sit there and listen together and like talk about it together is I, I really love what you're doing because I think that there's such... We've, we've, we have gone so, and I'm a technologist, we have gone so far off the Richter scale yeah, I, of like I, putting I, technology in front of our kids to patch the solution. And I think there's so much of the human spirit at an audio level that is being missed. And I, I think it's just so awesome, man. I don't even yeah, know what else to say. I'm really pumped about it. You know, if you go back a decade or so, like when, when YouTube really got some momentum behind it, and then YouTube kids came out of how easy it was to just watch something for hours and hours and hours. There were a few years of this like content machine of like the, the iPad as the babysitter of the kid. And then there was some learning. Then there was like, Oh wait, we should make some educational video content or educational games. And then I think, COVID that the past two years has abused or not abused, but abused that in a sense of like now, Mm. uh, even though it's still like learning based screen time, it's still like screen time. And there's, there's so much I view it as just passive content consuming. It's just, you know, the iPad zombie that we all know of the, the three and four and five year olds of, of what can happen. And audio is not passive. It is an, yeah. you are actively involved Engaged, in the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read some crazy sad statistic recently that every human on earth or every active first world power country 
it's connected to the internet. We forget that still a billion people have no electricity and another billion Sheesh. people who do have electricity don't have the internet, but um, different conversation, different day that we scroll in content on average, the average engagement on your phone, we scroll the, the height of the Statue of Liberty every day. Gross. That's gross. <laughs> Oh the God. average usage oh. on when you look at Instagram and TikTok and all that yeah. shit, the average volume of scrolling. If you oh. took all that content and added it up by screen size, it's the Statue of Liberty every single day. That's awful. A problem right now is kids' audio is like kids do not discover podcasts. Right. Uh, they're they're not the one scrolling through Apple right. podcasts. It's the parents. Their parents. It's yeah. the parent that's introducing them. Like most don't even know that kids podcasts are even a thing. Yeah. It's most new. can think of podcasts as an adult three hour episode. And so there's some education that we're working on right now of just like educating the market. iHeart is pouring quite a bit of resources and several other networks are like this. This year is the coming out of kids audio and oh, kids totally. podcasts. And, and so there's a lot of tension coming there, but when you have, when you give a kid a device where they can either click on YouTube kids or Netflix or a podcast podcast is going to lose. It's going to, yeah. so there needs to be a separate hardware. There needs to be something else that is, is how kids access these podcasts in a screenless environment. Yes. Yes. So Tony's is is in headed in the right direction with what they're <laughs> yeah. doing. They've proved the concept of people love Tony's, but they're not built in the way that I I want it to be built. And right. so that we're working on that solution this summer. That's awesome. Yeah. Super super excited for that. I'm sure I will be a customer 100. But you're you're exactly right. The one thing that they've done that is I think quite smart because obviously it doesn't have to be this way is the way that they let you stack a figurine on the top. Yeah. And now we just have like basically a toy bin of these things that my son thinks are like magical toys that like yeah. when he puts them on this magic <laughs> box, they start telling him a story. Right. Yeah. And you're right. Most kids are at the mercy of their parents, either discovering the content for them and on their behalf, or the parents have been marketed to for the content uh, for their ch- children's behalf. Cause you can't market to children on the internet. And that is certainly going to be an interesting challenge to watch you solve. Is there a quote or a mantra that you live by? One that has been in our family for, I don't know, a couple of years of, of raising these boys and, and some, something that's been a part of the podcast is choose to be brave, that bravery is a choice. It's not a feeling. And even when you feel scared or, you know, whatever, that you have to choose to be brave. And so I, I bring that into the stories a lot. It's, it's something that at home we, we talk about quite a bit. What matters most to you? Family. I love my family. And when I was gone for, or just traveling and, and in, in the corporate world, like it just wasn't fulfilling to me. I want to be there with my family. And, and so being working across the street from them, that is so cool to me that, you know, I can just get a text from my wife and she says, Hey, like giving you me a hand and I can just like shoot over there. And so family. <laughs> and, and where can, you know, our family of listeners find you find uh, Mr. Jim kid short stories, yeah. everything you're working on. Yeah. So the website is Hey, Mr. Jim.com the hub of all the, the shows. Uh, and you can kind of find everything from there. 
Awesome. Thank you. And then your podcast is available wherever. Yeah, all the podcasts yeah, are kids, short stories, about. kids, animal stories, and spyology squad available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm about to become just a listener myself. I don't even need to listen to my kids. I'm going to just be sitting back <laughs> listening to Mr. Jim. Yes. Here you yes. go. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a taste. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, I want to include it in the show. Here we go. Hello, friends. It's Mr. Jim, and welcome back to Story Time. We are about to hop on into an awesome story that Michael sent me an idea, and I cannot wait to turn it into a story, but you'll have to come in next time for it. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out awesome. to Michael. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's great. It's going to bring out the kid in all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to hear Mr. Jim do a story about the Golden Gate Bridge that comes to life. It was a rainy day one Thursday afternoon. The clouds were rolling in. The fog was so thick you couldn't even see your pinky in front of your nose. And as I walked out onto the Golden Gate Bridge, a ginormous wave came out of the ocean. And out came an old pirate who had a skeleton leg in one eye. And he said, stand back. <laughs> wow, all right. That's wild. Oh I'm my impressed. God. That was so cool. Anyway, as, <laughs> I'm having fun. Stories are Mr. Jim's thing. And yeah, this has been fun hanging out. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. This is great. We're gonna yeah. be in touch and we're you know, we're here to support you. We're this is I'm awesome. so proud of you. Yeah, thank it's you really so much. Cool. Thank you, Mr. Jim. I think the only way I want to listen to stories now is kids short stories with Jim. That was incredible. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are going to subscribe to kids short stories with Mr. Jim online and keep a lookout for all the fun things that they have planned on the horizon. We're so excited for you, Jim. You can listen to my episodes of What Matters Most with Maple featuring my amazing co-host, Michael Perry, on my website, thatstotalmomsense.com, within the Maple app, which you can download on the App Store and Google Play. And you can also visit their website. It's growmaple.com. And of course, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, we're there. If you have show topics or want to pitch yourself to be interviewed on our show, email me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. Here's wishing all of our dads out there a very, very happy Father's Day. We want you to focus on what matters most. So much love to all of you.